Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It is a blessing to have you join us today. When we submit our lives into the hands of God, we are not the same. The Bible tells us that we are crucified with Christ, yet we live because Christ lives in us. We are not the same. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds and delivered from our former way of life. If we are true to our calling, we are holy because God is holy. He alone changes our way of living, our way of thinking, and our way of acting. Praise be to God. Have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Have your Bibles. We're going to re-engage in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 14 through 16 is our text. And there you'll find these words. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning, a call to holiness, a call to holiness. Sin is being orchestrated in epidemic proportion and has affected every facet of our society. All across American world, you don't have to look far to find sin. It is in entertainment, the movie industry, the music industry, video games, curricula, and even promoted in our schools where teachers and professors alike are indoctrinating our children away from Christ. Sin is rampant in our government. It has affected all classes of people, regardless of race and socioeconomic status. It affects the rich. Sin affects the middle class. Sin even affects the poor. Workplace discrimination is sin is there. Violence all over the world. Revenge is on the rise. All because of sin. You do not have to look far to find sin. We see it in gambling. We see sin in illegal drugs. We see sin in the legalization of marijuana, sexual immorality, pornography, injustice, racial prejudice, and so much more. In the name of freedom, people cuss at will, slander at will, and gossip at will. We live in a day where there is no regard for life. People will kill you and go eat some pork chops. We live in a country where multitudes of the unborn are being murdered. People gone mad will kill another driver in road rage. As well as we have today the euthanizing of our elderly. We live in a culture that promotes deception over reality and lies over truth. We also live in a day where everyone does what is right in his own eye without any sense of remorse, regret, or even guilt. 
Sadly, sin has divided and torn up the family and is even widespread in the Lord's church where people who say they are believers can sin with ease, then come into the Lord's house and think they are giving God acceptable worship. Beloved, this is why there has to be a judgment day. You can be assured it is on the way because God is holy and the violation of the law of God will have severe repercussions. The scripture says right there in the text, you should have you should be there by now. Right in the text, first Peter uh, chapter one, verses uh, verse 14, it says as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. Verse 14 is saying that before coming to Christ, we were estranged from God. We were separated from God. We were ignorant. We didn't know the word of God. We were, we were without the knowledge of Christ. Before Christ, we were children of disobedience under the power of Satan. Peter challenges the saints not to conform themselves to their former lust. Which is to possess an inner longing, an inner desire, an inner craving. To do that which is forbidden by Almighty God. What are some of the things we do that are forbidden by Almighty God? Sexual immorality is infesting our society. Pornography is just uh, rampant from our children to men to women. Even the elderly being in bondage to pornography and filth. Uttering obscenities, being depraved, corrupt, lewd, carnal. But after trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we're required by our Lord to be obedient to his command to be holy in all our conduct and not return to our old ways, our old former lifestyle and lusts when we were ignorant and living in rebellion against almighty God Look at first Peter, uh, verse 15, 115, it says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Behave yourself, behave yourself with your mouth, with what you see with your eyes, with what you do with your hands, with where you go with your feet. Behave yourself in your conduct. Verse 15 tells us that God is holy. God is perfect and is the personification of holiness. Holiness is not an option. We are commanded to live holy as we represent God as his ambassadors on earth. When people see us, they ought to see what Christ is like by our actions, our attitude, our disposition, and our conduct. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 28 says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. In other words, we must not conform or revert back to our evil desires and behaviors of our past sinful lifestyle. All aspects of our lives should be conformed to the word of God and his righteous standard. I'll say it again. All aspects of our lives should be conformed to the word of God and his righteous standard. Our current lifestyle is not to reflect our former ignorance, 
but the holiness of our heavenly father who called us to be his own. We were bought with a price. Jesus shed his blood for us. He died on the cross for us. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. So therefore we're no longer children of the devil. We're children of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to represent our heavenly father well. And when people see you, do they see Christ in you, the hope of glory? They should. All aspects of our lives should be conformed to the word of God and his righteous standards. Our current lifestyle is not to reflect our former ignorance, but the holiness of our heavenly father who called us to be his own. Only then can we represent him as true ambassadors in as true representatives for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 16. First Peter 1 16 says, but it is written, be holy for I am holy. When is the last time you told anybody? I am pursuing holiness. I'm living holy. I'm a holy man of God, woman of God, child of God. Matter of fact, you don't even hear the word. Holiness. Say holy. holy. Say it again. Holy. holy. I don't hear it on television. I don't hear it on, on, on a music station. When last time you heard it on videos, uh, uh, the media, anywhere? No, you don't even hear it in the church. Say it again. Holy. holy. Say it a little bit louder. Holy. holy. First Peter 1.16 says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. God is a holy God, and as his children, we should emulate the God who is holy. Peter here references Old Testament law by quoting from Leviticus 11.44. It should be our innermost desire to be holy because our heavenly father is holy. We do not want to misrepresent Christ before an onlooking world through unrighteousness, through living in hypocrisy, deception, and an unholy lifestyle, which gives the world a false impression of God. You don't want to uh, send a false impression of God when so many are dying and going to hell. They need to see what it means to be saved by looking at you. What it means to be holy by looking at you. To, what it means to behave uh, yourself by looking at you. To be a person of integrity by looking at you. When they look at you, what are they seeing, my friends? First Peter 1 Peter 1.16 says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Leviticus 11.44a says, for I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves and you shall be holy for I am holy. As Pastor Rander continues this message, we are reminded that we are in this world, but we are not of this world, and we cannot allow the devil to hold us captive. We have been born again. We are new creatures in Christ. Everything about us is steadily changing. God's word tells us that old things have passed away and that all things are becoming new. We're not the same because everything has changed because of Christ. We cannot afford to look back. God will give us everything we need when we keep our hearts and minds stayed on him. So now let me change up and transition. What does it what does it mean to live holy? What does it mean to live holy? Let me give you this. 
Since God calls us to live holy, then it is critical for us to know what it means. You need to know what it means to live holy. You, you, you can say the word, but what does, what does that word mean? What does it mean to live holy as a child, as a father, as a mother, as a teenager, as a young adult? To be holy is to live a life that is consecrated and separated exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes, honor, and glory. You say, please say it again. I sure will. I know you're writing. To be holy is to live a life that is consecrated and separated exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes, for his honor and his glory. Now, let me tell you, one whose life is holy will seek to maintain moral purity before the Lord through continually confessing uh, of our sins. I say it again. One whose life is holy will seek to maintain moral purity before the Lord through continual confession of sins. He or she lives a clean life. A holy person is one who is just. A holy person is one who is chaste. A holy person is one who is righteous. A holy person is one who is godly. We're to train our children up the way they should go to be godly children who will eventually be godly teenagers, godly young adults, godly seniors, and so forth and so on. Uh, When you go off to college, you're to be godly. You're not to lose your Christian testimony because mom and dad is not watching you. God is watching you. God sees you when you're out of town. God sees all of you when you're on a business trip. God sees you when you go out at night. God sees you at two o'clock in the morning when you ought to be in your bed sleep. Where are you going at two unless you're going to work? Look how quiet it is. Let's see, some of y'all are two o'clock. Some of y'all are nocturnal. All day you slow, but all of a sudden you pick up steam at night. Where are you going? Where are you going? If you're looking for trouble, you will find it. You need to write that down. It's simple but profound. If you're looking for trouble, you will find it. Huh. What are the prerequisites for holiness? What are the prerequisites for holiness? Number one, apart from being born again, it is impossible to live holy. If you, don't, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't believe that he is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried and rose according to the Scripture, if you haven't asked him into your heart, believing him to be the one and only God and Lord, you cannot live holy apart from Christ. If you fail to view yourself as a sinner, you will not see a need for a savior. Now that's big. If you fail to view yourself as a what? Sinner. You will not see a need for a savior. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm all right. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't cuss. I don't do drugs. I don't do pornography. And can be, listen, you can do, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You can, I don't your way to hell. But do you know Jesus. There are some unsaved, good, moral people that's going to bust hell wide open. 
Because you're not saved by your goody-two-shoe list of do's and don'ts. You, you are saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And because he is your heavenly father and because he dwells you by the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't do pornography. By the Holy Spirit's power, you don't cuss folk out. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't gossip, you don't slander, and you don't uh, slip and slide in all of these uh, no good low down places that grieve the heart of almighty God. Apart from being born again, it is impossible to live holy. If you fail to view yourself as a sinner, you'll not see a need for a savior. The gospel of John chapter three, verse three says, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When is the last time you've asked anyone, have you been born again? What a question. That's a strange question. And some of you are scared to ask the question because you're, you're intimidated by what they may, how they may respond. How Luke 18, 13 also says, and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He recognized God as the one, one and only God. He says, God, he didn't say higher power. He didn't say somebody upstairs. He, he, he didn't say that. He said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You, yeah, you're a sinner. You know what, uh, we know what a sinner is? A sinner is one who sins. Hey, wh- why do you sin? Because you're a sinner. That's right. That's right. You're a sinner. Your, child, your little child will hit you. Uh, it hit you. You know why they hit you? A grandma or hit a child or hit anybody? They little sinners. They cut, they'll snatch stuff out of your hand. They'll send you. And you say, where you get that from? Don't, don't ever ask that little boy or that little grandchild where they got it. They got it from you. Well, that's right. I'm a sinner too. How did I get it? You inherited it from your mama. And, and mama, 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 daddy, mama, daddy, mama, all the way back to Adam and Eve. You inherited. I was born in sin. Shake in iniquity. You're a little low down sinner. I don't know how cute you are, how intelligent you are, how prissy you are, how handsome you are, how much money you are. You're a sinner. And you can't be saved until you recognize that you are a sinner in need of a savior and be just like this man. Cry out for the mercy of God saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. What are the prerequisites for holiness? Number two, living a life of holiness and obedience validates the fact that we belong to Jesus. What validates the fact that you belong to Jesus is living a life of holiness and living a life of obedience to Christ. Verse 14 says, look back at the text, as obedient children, God is calling his children to be obedient, not rebellious, not conforming yourselves to form a lust as in your ignorance. Now, there was a time you didn't know better. You were ignorant. You were lost. You were strange. But now you know the word. You have a Bible. Hopefully you're in Sunday school. Hopefully you, you, you're reading your Bible. You're without excuse. Some of you who stay home so you won't know, I want to let you know that ignorance of God's law is no excuse. You can't run 
uh, stop sign and say, I didn't know it was there. He said, well, let me help you remember. Okay. As obedient children of God, we must be determined not to allow ourselves to regress to our previous sinful life, our previous cravings and desires uh, to, to do those things which are forbidden by the Lord. We must refuse to allow the world to shape or fashion us into its mold. Now, that's a big thought that you need to write down. We must refuse to allow the world to shape or fashion us into its mold. The world wants to make you just like it. And the reason the church has no power today, the reason many people aren't getting saved in many of our churches is because the culture has come into the church. That's right. Looseness has come into the church. Sin has come into the church. Instead of us influencing the world, the world is influencing the church. And so folk are in regression instead of progression. We cannot live holy while yielding ourselves to the prevailing standards of this degenerating culture. Partial obedience is defiance and rebellion against God. I reiterate, partial obedience is defiance and rebellion against God. The Lord requires total unconditional obedience to his word from his children. But the question is, are you his child? Listen, you're either child of God or you're a child of the devil. You're either saved or you're lost. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You're not going to heaven and hell at the same time. You're not saved and lost at the same time. Amen. You either know him or you don't. You see what I'm saying? Anything less than obedience is disobedience. Anything less than total obedience. Anything less than total obedience is disobedience. With that being said, let me transition Transition and ask another question. How do we live holy in an unholy world as a Christian? And that's not easy. And that's a question we need to reckon with. How do we live holy in an unholy world as Christians? With all this sin, all this corruption. Every time we cut the television on, new evil, corruption, uh, all kinds of devilish, diabolical stuff. How do you live holy in an unholy world? I'm so glad you asked. Number one, holiness comes from hearing and obeying the word of God. You cannot live holy unless you are hearing and obeying the word of the living God. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 12. I love that passage. I'm, let me just exegete it just a minute. Uh, Deuteronomy 31, 12, it says, gather the people together. Now, that, that's easy. Okay? Uh, that's, you, you, it's easy to understand. Gather the people together. Now, you know what's hard in today's church? It's hard today. It's hard just getting people to gather together. They oversleep. They become so lazy on Sunday. They become extremely tardy. It's so hard for them to get to the Lord's house to worship him in spirit and truth. But you have no problem getting to work tomorrow, even in 12 feet of water, 15 minutes early in time to have a cup of coffee. Won't y'all say amen? But it's so hard. First of all, right here, he said, gather the people together. Now that's hard. Today is hard. Oh, but you know what? When times were hard, we didn't have any problem gathering. 
That's right. Well, times were time hard when we were going through struggles and issues and didn't have much money and, and, we, and we had to trust God for every dime. We came to church. We cried out to God. You, you didn't have closets that looked like your closet. You didn't have all those change of clothes. You didn't have all those different hair pieces. You didn't have all those shoes. You didn't, you didn't have all those ties and uh, you got glasses to match your outfit. Up the back. You just had, you was just glad you had one pair. And they were all scratched up. It's, it's amazing. The more we get, the less committed we are, the less ungrateful we are. That, that's a problem. It was it's simple instruction. Nobody's confused on that. Gather the people together. How many of y'all understand it? Let me see your hands. Well, then why is it so difficult for you to gather together? I don't come. You see one little raindrop. It's a, it's a flood. I get so sick of these telephone, these, these uh, cell phones, uh, severe weather, weather, lightning strike 20 miles away. Oh, it might be lightning. You stay home. You just live and led by the nose. Any little th- if it looked like a drop going to fall, you see tornadoes. But the scripture says, gather the people together. And then who, who, who's coming together? Men and women. The church is for men and women. I don't want a church with all men. That's a problem. And I don't want a church with all women. Now that's a problem. That's right. You're talking about problems. You have a church. All women. All men. We need men and women. And look, and little ones. That means you bring, it doesn't say nothing about bringing your, sending your children to church. You bring them to church. Now some of y'all on Wednesday use a Wednesday night family enrichment as, as child care. I'm, I'm sweating my head out teaching the strategies of Satan. You drop your child off for youth ministry and you go out to dinner, go shopping, then you burp and come back, pick up your child. Now that's sinful. That's not right. That's not right. You, you, that's not right. Tell your neighbor that's not right. God will never leave us or forsake us. Can we say that about the world in which we live today? God sustains us. When we are in need, is it the world that comes to our rescue? No. God and God alone rescues us. Can we depend on the world to lead us and guide us? No. If we walk each day with our Heavenly Father, we will answer our call to holiness every day. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.